At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, you are now routed to the world according to Chris. I am a six-figure earner from a side business. Yes, so right here on this podcast, you are gonna get a lot of content that is real, unadulterated, and the truth about business as I have experienced it, and I'm gonna give you some motivation along the way. Browse through our catalog of many different episodes where I've interviewed CEOs. I've gotten a chance to share some of my truths. And more importantly, this right here is a place for you and I to connect. So if you like this information, you can always visit our website, twac.live, and you can see even more content. If you want to follow me on social media, feel free. I'm at the Christopher Williams on Instagram and on Facebook. Other than that, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go ahead and check out the latest episode right here on the world according to chris podcast welcome to an exclusive i know uh most of the time y'all would see something y'all would have a whole lot of listen man uh 2022 is a year about being on go at all times and so i am super excited about the gentleman that we have tonight because this guy is not only talking about entrepreneurship, not only coaching about entrepreneurship, but one of the things that he does is he's constantly pulling back the curtain so that people can actually see the game, the work, the strategies, the pieces that he's putting in place in real time. And what's crazy is he's just getting started. It ain't even like really gotten to the levels that he's trying to get to. Y'all know who I'm already talking about. Y'all have seen all the stuff already posted. So we here, we live, listen, man all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. I want to say y'all need to go crazy. Y'all need to hit them up. Y'all need to make sure that everybody knows, put this on your stories or whatever, but man, listen, Mr. Sleepers for Suckers, you know himself, Mr. David Shans is in the building. David, man, welcome. Thank you. Man, what's going on? How are you? Happy to be here. <laughs> How you doing? Absolutely, Yo, do man. me a favor, send me this link, man, because this thing is so much, baby. Send me this link because I think this is a little too important for us not to. Um, now I got I got to share it out to my audience because we live right now. Yeah. Send me that link if you can. Can you send it to me in my DM? I'm doing it right now. Yeah, brother. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm about to. Uh, or maybe yeah, yeah. Throw me the link. I'm about to uh, give him the swipe up, man. Because we about to get a game. I got yes, some sir. stuff to talk about, man. I got a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> Good man. Well, there's the link right there. I just shot it to you. So go ahead and make sure you put that up. And listen, for those who are watching right now, here's what we need you to do. Share, like, what matter of fact, what I want you to do is share and drop, you know, the link and tell somebody, hey, pull up, pull up right now. As y'all know, I like to say, get your ear hustle on. 
grab your popcorn if you're watching on, on YouTube. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's something about, Dave, about being in the moment, right? Like snatching an opportunity in the moment as opposed to letting your fear and whatever else psychoanalyze the moment and miss an opportunity, right? I know you're real big on a lot of community. We're going to dive into all of that. But I just mm -hmm. want everybody to know right now, like, listen, it's going to be a lot of gems drop. Absolutely. And if I had that DJ Khaled air horn, I would have one for you tonight because it's going <laughs> to be a lot of those. But here's the thing. If you're watching the replay of this, make sure you tell somebody. In fact, if you've got another entrepreneur friend or somebody else who's building a side business with you, y'all need to listen together. And then you need to go back and go, OK, what can we implement based on what we heard? Where do we need to step up our game? What things and tips and strategies do we need to start looking at in order to be able to build effectively? All right. So listen, I am super, super excited. So let's get started, man. We good? We You live on your end? Yeah, I'm here. Let's get it. Let's All right, get man. It. So first and foremost, tell everybody where you're from. Give us an understanding of um, your business, what you actually do. And then, uh, man, we're going to tap in. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, so my name is David Shans. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a podcaster. Okay, I just, I really believe in um, sharing a message if you have one. You know what I mean? I think all of us have been through something in our lives, or we've been, um, we've, we, we've, we've experienced some things, or we've learned some things, and we fell, and we figured some things out. And um, I think it's an obligation to be able to share that stuff with the world, but also from a selfish standpoint, I think everybody needs a podcast because you need a soundboard sometimes where you can just, you, you can like free your voice from the bondage and shackles of Instagram where you can only give a couple, uh, a, a, a line on Twitter or you can give a 60 second video, but I'm talking about when you can get things off of your chest and out into the world, I think it's really, really important. So I have a podcast, I teach podcasters, and I'm a community builder. We got a, a community that uh, that gathers every single morning, hundreds and hundreds of and hundreds of entrepreneurs that gather every single morning to learn how to become more successful in multiple different areas of your life. But uh, I grew up in Willingboro, New Jersey, moved to uh, Morrow, Georgia, and I uh, went to school at Alabama A&M, then came back to Georgia. So that's a little bit of my story. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, what's funny is, so uh, I lived Clayton County, stand up. Clayco, okay, yeah, yes, okay. You know, um, my brother's in Austell, so I'm always down mm -hmm. that way. So down in these streets in, in Atlanta. So, oh, for sure, for sure. He, he, here's where I want to start. I, I want to start, there was a point in time where David Shands was not Mr. Sleepers for Suckers. There was a time where David Shands was... You know, I, I even want to start before like Cheesecake Factory. And I want you to get in a little bit about that. But like, who was David bef before you got to where you got to? But who who actually was David? What was his mentality? Damn. What was he doing? What kind of things? What was that daily routine like? What was the, the fears, the doubts? Like, who who were you at that time? Well, I will say I was a follower and quite honestly, even now I am a follower. So I think we're all followers in some respect because um, we will, we, our environment will change us before we change it. Meaning 
like our environment creates our reality. So if you're around a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of rappers, let's say, or a whole bunch of singers, you are going to rap or sing. Period. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna jump in a cipher at some point and think you're nice. If you if if you're around an environment of people who sell drugs, at some point you're gonna give something to somebody, hold something for somebody. You're gonna flip something. I know somebody that got a little something, and I did that. So I've always followed my environment, and because I understood that I've always been a follower and that I'm still a follower now, all I have to do is get in the environment that I'm okay following. And get around some other people that I'm okay following. So I would never ever follow somebody that's not following somebody else. Mm. Because you've already you've already captured potential in the way I see it. I'll soon be past you. I'll soon be where you are that you can't teach me anything. So I'm not following somebody that's not constantly growing by following somebody else. So, but to be more plain, I worked at the Cheesecake Factory as a server before that. I worked at Olive Garden before that. I worked at Circuit City before that. I worked at Applebee's and before that, well, during Applebee's, I was in college at Alabama A&M doing absolutely nothing with my life except for recording video in the club and uh, chasing girls and stuff, man. Uh, smoking weed, selling weed, drinking in the middle of the day. You drink them Colt 45s at 9 a.m. after your 8 a.m. class, you feel like, <laughs> You feel like Billy D. Williams, you know what I mean? <laughs> you feel smooth as Billy D. in the middle of the, like the middle of the morning. So, uh, man, I, I think um, I, I I I always knew I wanted to be something though, um, but I just I, I always found myself in the wrong environment and became what that environment told me I should be. Hmm. So when when you've had these environments, how early? for yourself did you wake up to like I have a gift but I don't know where to place it right mm -hmm. cuz like you said you went you were working you know separate jobs you just getting your hustle on making money but like like what was the thing that kind of told you I like this part of me but I I don't know where to put it what what was going on like what was the was there a moment? Was there a, 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 a moment where you ran into the right person? What was what was that moment like? Well, I never I never not knew where to put my gift. I mm. always knew where I was going to put it. It may have not it may have been misplaced, but I was confident it was supposed to be there. So I have a gift of communication. So I thought I'd put my gift in rapping. Or um, as a communicator, I thought I put my gift in network marketing and trying to recruit people to get three. And then those three get three, then those three get three. So I, I was never confused about where to put my gift. Um, and some, some, I don't think anybody's confused about where to put your, you put your gift into your job period. I mean, your, your gift is there. You, you're gifted in some area, which means they're going to pay you for something because you're obviously good enough at something to make that person money so that's why they hire you even if you're working at mcdonald's you might be dipping the fries you're oper you're using your gift of like cognitive ability to be able to believe it or not there are some people at mcdonald's who brag about the fact that they are the perfect fry maker oh you're gonna want some fries from me 
Look, when when I talk to my friends, yo, you might as well come when I because I make the fries. The the salt shake is crazy. Like I just got a neck, but I'm good at it. <laughs> so my big my biggest um, uh, life change came when I started to realize that I am a true follower of my environment, and I became okay with that. So all I need to do is just get in a better environment. Like point blank and period that's it so it wasn't like i didn't I've, i was always confused i was maybe over ambitious where i would do something because i like it and then i convince myself that i love it or i do something that i even love but then i fall out of love with the thing that i'm doing and then i'll do something else that i think i love and then i fall out of love with that thing then i stopped chasing love and just started chasing becoming a better me how can i sit in this thing and apply my gift to something it doesn't have to be the thing it's like yo it's so crazy because i think people are relying on like they think they're gonna fall asleep and they're gonna wake up with a sticky note on their mouth that says this is what you should be doing <laughs> right <laughs> i think people think that because they're waiting on God to give them a sign. When, if they really read whatever religious book that they follow, that book is going to tell you that that God doesn't care if you are a millionaire or a high school basketball coach, as long as you're doing God's will. Which it never, yo, Jesus told this man, hey, you wanna follow me? sell all your possessions and follow me. He didn't say, yo, go build a business, bring some money back and let me know. And now you can follow me. It didn't say that. And I don't think no religious book tells you that. Whatever God you pray to doesn't say that. So I just want to be excellent in whatever I put my hands to, whatever it does. Man, so <clears throat> let's let's talk about... I'm gonna start giving you shorter answers too because my answers <laughs> be long. Hey, it's all right, man. Listen, it's all good. Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode and I want to say thank you. But if you're like the people that I know, and I think I know you pretty well, you're actually enjoying this. And there's other people like you who would like to know that this is something that you pay attention to. So guess what? I need you to hit the subscribe button, but also hit the notifications bell. So that way you always know when we're dropping something new, but also, also, which is more important, share this with somebody that you know is interested in this type of conversation and content because I guarantee you will add a level of understanding and communication that you probably are looking for from those individuals anyway. And the other cool part is you all will be learning together. So go ahead and subscribe, hit the notifications bell now. And guess what? You constantly be reminded of when we drop new content, like what you're watching right now. Let's get back to the episode. Let's talk about Cheesecake Factory, because Cheesecake Factory, like, so, so when I look at your story and I look at like your TEDx talks and the things that you do, when I look at David, I'm like, every common theme started with the Cheesecake Factory. It started there. And whether it was out of frustration that you was like, I got to go get for mine, whether it was Yo, these shirts are just awesome. Like, give everybody an understanding why that environment, why that day-to-day um, -day thing, um, not that you look back at it now, 
that you can go, I'm glad I had the Cheesecake Factory because probably without that, right, it might have took me another, a little bit to get, you know, to where I was like, I'm I'm out. So so give everybody understanding of kind of what that that moment was and what being there and what it did for you to to force you to go. I gotta fig I gotta make this better on on what I'm doing and then talk about you know the t-shirt brand because I think it was it was dope. But we'll get into Black Wall Street later. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I just realized that I wanted to get more from my job than a paycheck, or I want to get more from my job than the money or the tips. Can you see me? Am I on? There you go. Yeah. You're on. I, I don't know what I was about. Um, but um, I wanted to get more from my job than the tips. So I, I just, I started getting really into personal development, listening to a lot of Jim Rohn, um, just a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of motivational speakers. And I realized that if I wanted to be better, if I if I wanted to like have a better situation in my life, I just have to be a better person. My friend Myron said something to me month uh, about a month ago. He said everyone is doing one hundred percent of what they can do, given who they are today. Mm. So while I was at twenty five, I was given one hundred percent effort, being who I was, a young, dumb, ambitious twenty five year old that was always looking for money. I was just chasing the stuff, but um, I just I just started really adopting this philosophy. What can I learn here? So I would I would go to my tables and every every table I have to give the same presentation. Hello, my name is David Shans. The fish of the day is salmon and mahi mahi. It comes with broccoli and mashed potatoes. This is the soup of the day. What can I get you to drink? But I noticed that I would I would slur my words and I would say fish of the day as if it was one word fish of the day versus fish of the day. And I knew I would be speaking and teaching and training all over the world. And I knew if I if I couldn't at least pronunciate my words, I'll never get to my goal. So dozens of times every single day, I get, a, I, I get an opportunity to be more clear in my speech. Hello, my name is, my, my name is David. Uh, welcome to the Cheesecake Factory. The fish of the day, no, 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 I'm sorry. The fish of the day is, I go to the table, hey, the fish of the day, whole. Oh, I mean, my the fish of the day is. Now, that seems really, really small, and it seems really, really insignificant to the people that are listening right now, but that changed my life because it got me, it gave me an opportunity to get in the gym of pronunciating my words. And then I'm starting to see if we're working at the Cheesecake Factory, how can I sell more cheesecake? Not for the job, not for the tips, but if I couldn't sell somebody a $7 cheesecake, how the heck am I going to sell them a $25 t-shirt? So if I can get to the point where I can sell more cheesecakes and I can get them to buy more liquor and I can get that lady to get one, if I can convince this lady to get one more glass of wine at my table to have an amazing day, I knew I can get someone instead of buying one t-shirt, they could buy two. I got way more from my job than money, but people are so focused on the fact that they hate their job that they're missing something. So Mm -hmm. that was like, once I realized that everything changed for me, man, that, that is dope. And, um, I, I I know I understand where you're coming from. Um, I did somewhat of the similar thing that taught me that podcasting was going to be something that was always going to be in my life. Because when I worked in corporate learning and development, we trained hundreds of people mm-hmm. and I was not interested in what the material was. I was interested in how people responded. Yeah. 
I wanted to get into the mind of the person who felt like they couldn't learn. Or how do you get somebody who walks in angry to get them to crack a smile, to get them to relax, to be open to have a conversation? And somebody one day tapped me and was like, Chris, that's that's personal. That's organizational development. That's culture. That's Mm -hmm. understanding how to move a person A to person B. Right. So as you as you leveraged. Cheesecake Factory. Why T-shirts? Um, it's a really good question. I don't know, man, because it could have been anything. I think I was just, I was just in a space to where I was ready to become, become a more successful entrepreneur, and it could have been anything, bro. At that point, because I decided that I wasn't going to quit, because when I first started working at the Cheesecake Factory, I realized that I had been at that job for ten months. I mean, I, I've been at the previous job for 10 months at Olive Garden. And then before that, I worked at Circuit City and I was there for like six months. And I'm going back over my career. I'm like, dang, I never kept a job longer than 10 months. Mm. When I got the job at the Cheesecake, because at this point, I'm an ambitious entrepreneur and I'm always trying something to make money. And some manager is always going to get on my nerves and I'm going to figure, hey, I can make more money outside of this. I don't need this job. Well, when I realized that I didn't, I never kept the job longer than 10 months, my goals changed at that point. I said, I'm going to stay at this job for more than 10 months. I'm going to try to get to a year. I'm going to try to get to a year. And uh, long story short, because there's a lot in that story, but to wrap up the story, I wound up being there for six years. But once I, once I, um, I understood that I've been inconsistent previously, if I was to, if if it was socks, I'd have been consistently trying to figure out how to make socks. I'd have been better at selling socks. I'd have figured some stuff out about socks, and I left my job on socks. If it was real estate, I would have made my millions from real estate. If it was uh, jackets, or if it was books, it was whatever. At that point, when I became mature enough as uh, as an entrepreneurial minded person to take care of the thing in my hand. It just happened. The thing in my hand at the time happened to be T-shirts. So, I mean, I think once once you become ready and you a success, it's really, yo, it's really, I'm going to keep it 100. It's really only like three or four things that will drastically change your life. Like three or four adjustments in your game that will drastically change your life. But some people aren't looking for the three or four, so. Mm. <laughs> Man, so... <clears throat> You you mentioned you mentioned the 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 whole you know move of you 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 decided to be consistent for six years you stayed there so you built this side business right like you 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 were going in help people understand the mentality though of I gotta go to work but I also gotta go to work when I come home what give me like a timeline like what time are you waking up what are you doing when you get home. Like what things are you having to like give people an understanding of like if they're going to have a side business, like what what did that grind look like? And 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 how did you start to see this as like I can actually, you know, like you gain your confidence with this thing and you could see yourself really breaking away at some point. But give people like a timeline, like what did the day look like when you got to run this business? Were you printing the shirts yourself? Were you having to come up with the own designs? Like what that look like? Uh, it wasn't super, uh, it, it might not be what most people think it was, but, um, 
I started building my business on my off days because I work all day on my job and then I'd be tired when I come home and I probably would, I don't know, hang out with whoever I was dating at the time. And then I'm going, I'm waking up at 12 o'clock to be to work at four. I mean, that, that was my life at the Cheesecake Factory. So the only time I could commit was my off days. So even in my book, Dreams Are Built Overnight, um, there's a chapter in it called $100 Off Days, where my objective was to make $100 on my off day. If I could make $100 on each off day, that's an extra $200 a week. That's $800 a month. That was the grind. It was just hitting the goal. And sometimes when I get to $100, I take off and then I go kind of just do whatever with the rest of the day. <laughs> so as what the, 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 the life change came when I said, I'm going to be consistent with this $100 off days. And I built my business two days a week. And then I called my boss like, hey man, um, I'll still work five shifts, meaning um, I'll, I'll still work all five shifts even if I gotta do a double but i need three days off instead of two because i knew if i could make 200 dollars on two off days if i had a third off day i'd be able to make 300 dollars a week which is 1200 a month that would be cool so i just worked doubles on one day and worked three other shifts and i still got my five shifts in they said cool so i literally i kept doing that i kept taking a day off and then working doubles and by the time i actually quit i wasn't really working that many days anyway so that was my strategy Gotcha. Gotcha. Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this episode, and I know you are, there's something that you could help me out with. So right now I am looking for couples. Yes, couples who do business together and have a thriving, successful business. Do you know somebody? Does somebody come to mind? Well, great. Here's what I would like for you to do. Make sure that you share this episode or down below, there is actually a form that they can fill out and let us know a little bit about their business and what they actually do together. And guess what? You might be the reason that they're actually a guest right here on the World of According to Chris podcast. That's right. You could be that reason. So if you know a couple who does business together and does pretty well, I'd love to be able to have them on the show and talk with them so that we can all learn together because I am sure you're probably wondering, man, is it possible for me and my lady to actually build a business together? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, my wife and I are doing it together and we are absolutely loving it, but there are so many more couples and I wanna make sure that we highlight them and I know you know some. So go ahead, let me know down below. Also make sure that you get them the form down below and make sure that they fill it out. Let's get back to the episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? 
Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So let's, uh, I want to go through what I like to call rapid fire words. I'm going to spit a word to you. you. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Commitment. Um, do, do I give you a word or a phrase or what? Up to you. Whatever comes to my mind. Okay. Yeah. So the word is commitment. I see commitment. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Sacrifice. Okay. Desire. Want. Mm. All right. Friendship. Commitment. Okay. Failure. Learning. Teamwork. Necessary. Patience. Mandatory. <laughs> Excuses. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, bro. Two more. Debt. Good and bad. Last one, faith. Fear. Okay. All right. So let's move forward. So David messes around. The business is growing. You meet this gentleman named Eric Thomas. Y'all get the vibing. He rocks your stuff, right? At what point do you look at all of what's happening in that moment and go, I got to literally break the brake pedal because I got to be all gas right now. Because you strike me as the guy that is like, when you see it, <laughs> you got blinders on. You're, you're, <laughs> that's it. I'm not doing nothing else. There's nothing else until... We, we reached the goal, right? So wh what was that moment like when you were like, oh, I'm, oh, this is it. Like there's, there is nothing else for me, right? And then how did you ensure, right, that you could stay that way? Because a lot of people who build a successful side business or even try, they struggle a lot, but the struggle is the relationships around them. They struggle yeah. with, well, man, David, we used to kick it all the time. I don't never see David now. David over here, you know, he... In the lab, or he always saying he got something going on, and maybe you dating a girl, and she's like, "Well, David ain't got no time for me because <laughs> he he over here." What's give people an understanding of what that's like when you've got that tunnel vision and why you're willing to make the sacrifices that you did? Well, I mean, to answer, I guess the friend thing, it wasn't like I I had to cut any friends off. It was just I would always invite them to do this. Like I would invite him like, yo, come on, man, let's come over here. Help me work on these t-shirt designs. Help me do this. Help me do that. Like I just come over here. 
Yeah, you want to go to the club, Dave? Nah, I'm working on this. Yo, just yo, can you come help me fold these shirts right quick, bro? <laughs> right. And then they, it wasn't like I, I cut them off. They just didn't want to come hang out with me. Mm. <laughs> they didn't want to come help. And some people did, or they'll help for a little while. But, um, bro, like I said, man, that environment, you're around somebody like Eric Thomas and CJ and that whole crew. It's really hard to not work hard. You'd have to like literally try not to work hard being around them. So remember what I told you, once you get in a certain environment, you are going to follow what happens when in Rome, <laughs> when in Rome, you do what the Romans do. So your Rome for somebody that's listening is drugs and alcohol, because that's what y'all do. Yeah, you know what's crazy? It's hard to do the right thing in the wrong environment. Mm. So let's say, for instance, that you don't drink. And I'm not saying drinking is bad. Okay, don't take this. But just follow the example, guys. Let's say you don't drink and you're in an environment where everybody orders drinks. It, may, it will make you a little uncomfortable not ordering a drink. Especially when they be like, yo, you're not going to drink? Come on, it's my birthday. You're not going to let me drink more. It, it gets uncomfortable. So some people, even if maybe you do drink, but you're saying, yo, I'm just going to try to quit. But if everybody's ordering, it's hard to do the right thing in the wrong environment. Conversely, it's hard to do the wrong thing in the right environment. Imagine everybody at a table orders water, Coke, Sprite, lemonade. You really want to order a drink. What are you going to order? Water. Probably not a drink. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard yeah. to get a drink when nobody else is drinking. It's hard to light up a cigarette when nobody else smokes around. It's, it's hard. You are uncomfortable. I believe you can become rich by default. If you get around enough rich people if you get around enough motivated people you'll be motivated you get around enough married people you'll find a drive and find yourself married one day but you are still single because look at your call log mm. look at your text message list look mm. look at who look at the environment you in mm. how are you gonna do anything other than what you're doing in that environment wow man okay so how then does david meet a Eric Thomas working brother golly I'm intentionally I'm not like I'm not trying to give long answers okay this is just <laughs> it's all good hey man it's all good story attached to everything You're in my guest. life all right <laughs> it's a story attached to everything so <laughs> that's funny actually um whew, uh I have a friend named Calvin and Calvin has a friend named CJ. I went to college with Calvin. CJ went to high school and grew up with Calvin. Ah. Calvin buys a house in Atlanta. And when he buys a house to Atlanta, I live in Atlanta. And then CJ moves to Atlanta. So I start to see CJ at Calvin's house on a regular basis. And one day CJ calls me and says, hey, I see you keep wearing that Sleepers for Suckers brand. You always rocking it. I'm following what you're doing. You work I, you, like you grinded. 
I work with a guy named Eric Thomas. And the rest is history. He said, I want to get, I want to get some of these shirts because he's doing this thing called um, Thank God It's Monday. At this point, I don't know who he is, but I start listening and I'm like, I'm like, yo, this is phenomenal. This, this man is a machine. I'm inspired. So the rest is history. He started wearing some of the shirts and we just became, um, we became really, really cool. And the rest is history. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like I sent CJ some shirts. It's not like I was in a DM like, hey, I love your stuff. <laughs> I'm grinding. And once you, once you're working, people notice it. People, other people that are working and grinding are attracted to that. They'll always seek out other people like them. So you probably know a bunch of podcasters, am I right? Yep. Because you podcast. If you if you are an entrepreneur, you're gonna find no matter where you are, you're gonna find other entrepreneurs. Is what it is. So Absolutely. that's how the story came about. Man, <clears throat> so I wanna I wanna fast forward, and I want you to share the, the the girl or the guy right now was watching this, and they're like, "Man, David, I hear you." I want to start this side business, but you know, I don't, you know, I just don't know. I'm not really sure if I should do it. Give that person, give Rico the, <laughs> give Rico the, 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 the understanding that you have of why starting a side business is actually a good thing, even if it fails. Yeah. Oh, especially if it fails is a good thing because I, I don't think people should start a side business. Well, I believe everybody, everyone should start a side business, but not necessarily out of money. And you're actually in a better position if you're not starting at starting it out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Facts. So if you have a job, and you got some money coming in, you are in the best position to start a business because it's not your livelihood. And you've got a little more time to learn who you are and learn yourself and be okay with failure and have time to analyze failure. And your, your back isn't up against the wall, meaning if you don't make a sale, your lights are going get, to get cut off. You got some time. The only problem is it doesn't work out that way because a lot of times you're comfortable. And comfort doesn't produce anything but sleepiness. Yo, you ever, you know what? You never, you've never been like comfortable and relaxed and got up and said, Whoa, I'm ready to go grind now. You ever watch like three episodes of a series and got up like, All right, I'm ready to grind now, baby. It don't, it don't work that way. So, um, if, if you are not starting a side business out of necessity, you're in a good position. If you, do need to make some changes in your life, you're in a really good position because now all of the excuses that you would normally use, you can't even use them anymore. You can't, like you, your, your back is against the wall and a lot of people will do their best fighting when their back is against the wall. So I know what you're thinking. Dave, you said both of those positions are really good positions to be in because it is. And here's the thing. Some people need to start a business, even if they don't want to be a business owner, just so you can understand what it's like to expose yourself. 
about being consistent, about working hard, about figuring some stuff out. It's like, I think people should put puzzles together because it keeps your mind working. Like there's mad benefits to be an entrepreneur. Take two of those and call me in the morning. Take some entrepreneurship <laughs> and call me in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Two cap fools. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's talk about I wanna I wanna go just one more layer below that. Talk to me about one of the lowest points in your entrepreneurial journey. What was happening? What did you figure out in the middle of that terrible spot about yourself? Uh, my lowest point as an entrepreneur, I honestly don't think I've had one because it's, and it, this is, this is just for me because I mean, when I have a really big win, I don't really celebrate mm. and it's just, it's just how I'm wired. I don't really celebrate like huge wins and I don't get to depressed with low lows either because it, it, they're literally just so much I have to be grateful for, man. Like I can't even explain it. it. I've, I, my mom instilled gratefulness in me and she always let me know that I'm in a good position. If we don't have lights, she'll always remind me that there are some people who don't have a house. It's cold outside, isn't it? I'm like, yes, mommy, it's cold in here too. But imagine being outside. Do you want to be outside or do you want to be inside? I want to be inside. Well, the lights will be on tomorrow, but you're blessed. Mm. And when you see other people, yo, go to Jamaica, man. Go to Jamaica. I'm talking about from the airport where people's profession is to ask, for pe ask people for money. And when they wake up in the morning, their objective isn't to get a hundred likes on a page, on a, on a picture. Their objective is to eat that day. I'm not in that, I'm not in that position. Yo, we're in a space right now that if you want a job and you don't have a job, it's because you don't want a job. Everybody's hiring and jobs are paying more than they've ever paid. You don't have to go homeless. You don't have to struggle right now. So whether I make multiple millions or I, I'm, I'm, I'm a trash truck driver. I don't know. I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed. So I haven't, I can't say that I've had some down moments. And again, that might just be me and the way that I'm wired. So I might not be the best person for that particular question, but I'm blessed, man. And, I, no, and I've I had this attitude when I was working at Applebee's. I'm blessed. But that's I'm the reason why I think. I'm a broke college student, bro. Yeah. A broke college student working at Applebee's. I got money because I work at Applebee's. I made $50 in tips today. I can go eat something. Well, in that time, I go smoke, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> I was blessed. <laughs> I was blessed. No, but I think you're actually the right person to ask because a lot of times the perspective is... Um, I'm not checking all my boxes today. So then people go and cry in the corner, right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, uh, I, I read uh, Will Smith's book and there was a portion in there he was talking about when he realized how ungrateful he was because they did I Am Legend. It broke every record. And he asked his uh, guy that called him when the record got broke and said, 
well, what do we have to do to hit the higher number? And the guy hung up on him. Mm. <laughs> because he's like, you just broke every record and you're asking why did well what I had to do to make it that number, right? So mm. I think you you're definitely the perfect person to ask. Let's let's switch gears because we're we gonna we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here and on in your time. How did the marriage help and put you in an understanding of what all is going to be to be an entrepreneur and married because you are already an entrepreneur. Now you get married, give people an understanding of some of the things that you had to strategically think through. Now that I'm married, I've got a little one and she's gorgeous. And you know, like what, what things have you had to learn? Like what things have you had to figure out? How are you, managing that demanding yo the business is up <laughs> like yeah. we out here right but you also know home also got to be up right yeah 100%. Um, i've always heard like you don't ever want to be a public success and a private failure right so yeah. so how are you how are you managing that what's what's what, what you learning um well <clears throat> it was it was a really good thing for me in terms of uh marriage because I wanted to be home. I don't want to, I don't like, you can't, you can't make a commitment and then like, just still be out in the streets all night. Keep working till 10, 11, 12 o'clock. You can't do that. So my objective now is being home by like five o'clock every day, four or five o'clock, a lot of times much earlier. But what that forced me to do is to accomplish a lot more in a smaller bit of time. And a lot of times I would, I would spend a lot of time doing things that don't move the needle. But when you gotta be home by four o'clock or five o'clock or three o'clock, or like tomorrow, my wife's getting her hair done and don't ask me why she's gonna be gone from nine to five. <laughs> I don't understand that. I ain't figured that part what? out. <laughs> what? So I'm like, yo, what is going on here? But so I'll, I'll be with the baby tomorrow. Um, but it forces me to get more done, more important things done in a shorter period of time. And once I realized that I was spending a whole lot of day doing a whole lot of nothing, when I could just pick up the most important things that I need to do, those are the things that move the needle. So I actually became more productive when I had less time to do it. So, and now I've automated my life to where I, the, the work is optional. Like doing extra stuff is optional. And I've adopted this philosophy for the last three years. I'm gonna do all that I can today, the rest I'll do tomorrow. And that wasn't always my philosophy. My philosophy was, oh, I gotta get this done. I'm like, there are more important things in life than making more money. I don't, bro, I don't care if, I don't have no more, I would care, obviously, but it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm going to chase money. Like somebody, somebody wanted me to do this. Um, they wanted to pay me to come out to LA to do a bunch of events and stuff like that. And we're going to make some money. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm straight. I don't want to go because I, I don't want to spend that much time on my baby. Listen, I the last time 
I was away from my baby for two weeks. And it I came back and she had two teeth. Like I like she's been trying to mm. teeth forever. She had two teeth. I said, Oh, I'm not leaving her that long ever again. I don't care how much money you pay me. I don't care if I stay exactly here. I know people say, yo, you shouldn't get comfortable. I'm good right here. As long as I can watch my baby get older. But with the time that I do have to work, bro, I maximize that stuff. So that's outside of my life. So so talk to us about it. Give us give us the rundown. What time does David yeah, wake up? What is he oh, what is he doing? What's what's the what's the what's the one two things that he's ensuring that, hey, it's got to get done. Because now you got a team. You got people mm -hmm. that's waiting on you. You've got responsibilities. You've got things that are like, I got, I'm the one that's got to make the decision. I'm the CEO. Can't nobody else make this decision. What's the day looking like? Eh, I don't make a whole lot of decisions, brother. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> so here's the thing. I have, uh, I have the morning meetup, right? So it's an organization we gather every single morning. So... And we have a book club attached to the morning meetup. So every day I wake up at 6.30, I get out of the bed, I go to the next room, and I read the eight, nine, 10 pages that we are reading in that book today, in that day. And by that time, uh, by the time I finish that, I either like kind of take a shower and then go downstairs to my office and be on the call by 7.45, do the morning meetup, we're done by nine. And then the rest of the day is whatever I have to do that day. That is the static part of my day from 6.30 to 9 in the morning. Every Wednesday we'll record podcasts. And those are really my only obligations in life. <laughs> I love That's it, man. It. I love it. I love it. So um, I'm going to share a quote with you that I heard. Tell me how this resonates with you. Uh, the quote says, the man who works all day will never have time to make money. Mm, you are the type of person who um, you're strategic in a lot of stuff that you're trying to get done. Right now, for those of you who are watching, at the time of this recording, David has a goal of 10,000 people in the morning meetup. We got about like, I think we hit, I think we hit 700 one morning. I can't remember. Yeah, we're, we're a little over 800 right now. Yeah, a little over 800 now. So, so, so the goal is 10,000, right? Y'all, well, they don't five last time I looked, but it, it goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so talk to me about that. What does that quote mean to you when you think about what you're trying to achieve and, and the way you, as you said, you've kind of, you put the most, you do only the things that really move the needle. Yeah. You can't, you can't work your way to millions. You could, you could work your way to six figures for sure, but you can't. You can't work your way to millions and time freedom. You just can't. Like it's going to cause some sort of partnerships, strategy, something. But you can't, you can't, you can't work your way there. Right? The more you work, the less money you have the ability to make. Mm. Believe it or not. Because that means other people aren't doing the work that you're doing. If other people are doing the work that you're doing, then they are making money for you. And you have to have as much. You have to have as many things working for you as possible to make millions. Does that make sense? Break that down. Break that down. So I um, 
I could go out and just tell a whole bunch of people to buy my products or service, or I can take some money from my profits and pay somebody that's running ads to the products or service. Or I could spend hours trying to figure out how to run ads and I actually run the ads myself. But then I wouldn't have time to go out and brand it. I wouldn't have time to go do Instagram lives. I wouldn't have time to go out and network if I'm spending all day trying to figure out how to run ads. When people sign up, there's a process that happens where you get an email and then you get a link and the system does the work for you. Now, if I had to personally call or personally email everybody that bought the product and make sure they had the product, I can't go out and market and I can't go out and network and I can't go promoting the business. I would have to be in it. The more you work, the broker you'll be, period. Hmm. You can't work your way to millions. You just can't. Man, told y'all gems tonight. Uh, so for those of y'all who listening. In actuality, the more you work, the less you'll make. And that, that's literally across the board. So think of, think of any job you had. Well, give me a job that you've worked. Uh, corporate learning and development. Executive Good. trainer. I don't even know nothing about that. But the person who was either your manager or the person who paid you work less but made more facts a hundred percent that happened in every job that you've ever worked total facts. they worked less and made more but they didn't make more because they worked less they made more because they became more valuable in what they do and they don't have to do as much to provide the value to make more money so the job that you're doing let's say the the person that's dumping the fries. You have to physically dump the fries. The manager makes more than the person that's dumping the fries. Would you agree? Facts. Because it doesn't take a lot of skill to dump the fries, but it does take a skill to make sure that the person that dumps the fries actually does their job. It's called management. Mm -hmm. Can I get the person to dump the fries when they're supposed to dump the fries. Can I get the cook to put the burger in the box the way that they're supposed to put it in the box? Can I get the cashier to ring up the orders correctly? It's a skill set being able to manage that. They work less, but they make more because they're more valuable. And are you, they're not using their hands, they're using their head. And guess what? The, their manager makes significantly more than that manager it works significantly less because now I have to train the manager to make sure that the workers actually do their job. It's not as physically intensive, but it's a higher level of skill set. So some people here don't need to be grinding trying to make money this year. Some of you need to lay a foundation in 2022 for 2023. There are certain skills you need to acquire. You need to become more valuable this year. And then next year, you go make your six figures. Next year, you go make your seven figures. So, Man. So, David, this takes me to the next question. Why on this run that you've been on the last three or four years, the focus, the dedication, the effort, you're seeing the progress, you're seeing some wins, why turn around and teach? Um, 
Because one, I love it. Okay. I absolutely love it. And it's very selfish play because um, the more you teach, the more you'll retain. So I go to these high level masterminds and my objective is to retain the information. And the only way for me to retain it is to teach it. If you give it to me and I hold something long enough, eventually I'll lose it. But if you give me something and I hold it and I give it to somebody else, and then I give it to somebody else, and then I give it to somebody else, it's burned in my brain at this point. I taught it so often. So I love I absolutely love teaching, which I don't have to, by the way, because like with the podcasting, like I get a chance to interview people. And if this video is monetized, you'll make money forever. Now it's not gonna be as much as it is gonna be on the front end, but you never know. If if my brand does something very significant, this video is going to be more viewed and it might happen a year later after the interview. It might go crazy. You never know. I might've said something in this interview to get me canceled. And eventually somebody's gonna pull the clip and they're gonna try to cancel me. Then they'll come back to this video and, and everybody will watch it. And then you'll make another few thousand dollars off of it. This is cool, man. This is you thinking with your head. This is being able to monetize your personality. Because now this video will always pay you. And if you do a bunch of videos that always pay you, you'll never have to work for money. You just keep doing this and you get better and better and better and better and better and better and better at it. Absolutely, man. And uh, we'll, we actually are gonna be in the same mastermind. I just squ squared away with Myron. So we'll see you there. Oh, welcome to the family. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so last, lastly, uh, to, to, to keep, our time uh, honorable i want to ask you this first question is what keeps david up at night second question is why does david keep getting up in the morning and grinding as hard as he does uh well my daughter is the only person to keep me up at night i don't got nothing deep bro she just wakes up and just kicks me in my face on a regular <laughs> basis bro it's crazy she still sleeps in the bed with us we don't know how to get her out every now and again she'll yeah but she just kicks me in the face so that's what keeps me up at night nothing else keeps me up at night i go to sleep and then i wake up and i think what wakes me up every day at 6 30 is the habit of waking up at 6 30. it's not i don't got nothing i I told everybody I would read the book that we're all reading and I made a commitment to my community and it was rough getting up at first, but once you do it, that's, that, that's who you become now. So I don't, I don't necessarily need an alarm clock anymore because my body said, oh, this is what we do. So those are my I'm answers to those. Well, man, <laughs> listen, David, this has been incredible. Thank you. I will say this will be a a stop in the journey and then one day we're gonna come right back and go man look what things are now right because you always on the up give everybody how they can find you uh in fact i'm gonna go ahead and help you out right now let me tell y'all where y'all need to be there is something called the morning meetup if you've never heard about the morning meetup let me give you an understanding imagine if 800 people every single day got together who are all building their entrepreneur journey actually came together to talk about it, came together to learn. Here's something that I have found out in life. If you actually get around the right people and listen and leverage the information, you can collapse time, 
right? You can act, literally, you can actually collapse time. That's what's cool about the morning meetup. So you need to hop into the morning meetup. The morning meetup, you can go to the morningmeetup.com. You can register. Registration is only a dollar. That's right. You can actually jump in for a dollar. Check it out. You can see what's going on. After that, you will be charged a monthly fee. It ain't that big of a deal because $79 to have access to a mastermind that probably, honestly, probably should cost about 10 to 12 times much that I think is important. And guess what? It's also now going to be an opportunity for you to collaborate, to hear, to get stretched. And by the way, the guests that come through there, super dope. I don't think you're going to be able to grab these people uh, no other way. I, I just can't see it. And so it's a really great community. I think everybody should hop into the morning meetup. David, did I do right? Did I, did I get it right, brother? Did I did I did I miss something? Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> well, share with them how they can find you, man. And to click the link below because at this point they're supposed to click your affiliate link, man. Come on, have we? Have I taught you nothing? You 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 right. You right. You absolutely right. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you, man. Um, yeah, you can definitely find me every single morning, uh, at the morning meetup. Um, my Instagram is at sleep is four suckers with a number four S U C K E R S. Um, and go listen to the podcast, man. Social proof podcast, social proof podcast. We're actually the number one black podcast in the entrepreneurial category. There's only like one, sometimes two african-american hosted podcast in the top 10 i mean in the top 20 entrepreneurial category and we're consistently top 10 um ranging anywhere between like four and seven um so check out the social proof podcast we need you to like subscribe and share comment leave a review five stars let's get it let's go man well listen man david thank you hey for listening thank you guess what you can still share this you can go tell somebody and here's what i would like for you to do Go follow David, follow me. You can find me at the Christopher Williams on IG. And here's what I want you to do. What'd you get from this? Drop a comment. Tell us what you got, but more importantly, tell us what you're gonna do. Don't just have a goosebump moment without any action. Y'all know me, go take some massive action and go get things cooking. So man, David, thank you so much. Y'all, thank you so much for watching. It's been the world according to Chris, man. Side business, let's go. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.